when we agree to have a, a contract with the university in the in the EU or in UK, we and you, you, you you're guiding us. You you're providing certain equivalent legislation. Uh, which we are saying protects us and we are asking them to agree to allow us to be, you know, equipped by our own legislation, meaning we following uh, our own regulations. Do you think this is the the answer? I mean, we have come across situations where this hasn't finally created an, a pathway for us to to come to agreement with these universities. What can be what can we do to overcome these challenges? Uh, are there are there ways that uh, you know ethics clearances or consent protocols that we can use um, to help navigate these very difficult agreements? Another great question, and there there are different options that are available, um, and the options will vary depending on uh, again what the GDPR refers to as uh, volume of processing. Um, so there, the, the GDPR does speak to this, whether processing is occasional or frequent. Um, it, it also makes this reference to the volume of data being processed. So the options, you know, if, if we're, again, if we're just dealing with, you need to email your uh, UK counterpart just to discuss, uh, uh, you know, the contract you're working on. And uh, aside from first name, last name, um, there is no other personal data being processed. You may be able to rely on explicit consent. So, you know, just, just that, that agreement with an informed consent to the UK partner stating, listen, you'll be emailing your partner at Carleton University in Canada. They use Microsoft Outlook as their email provider. Um, these are all the uh, safeguards they have in place internally as well as with the service provider to manage your personal data. Are you okay with the fact that this this transfer will occur? So that would be one one option that we can pursue. And, and you you raise ethics protocols as another option uh, whereby you have an institutional research board or a research ethics board, um, the, the REB or IRB, depending on the institution you're coming from. Um, you have a body of, of subject matter experts effectively looking at these exact same issues. Has the consent been informed enough? Um, is there sufficient notice to the data subject? Does the data subject have the right to withdraw? So these are all uh, considerations that a GDPR is also looking at. And if we can assume that a project is being cleared by a quorum of um, scientists, subject matter experts in uh, you know the legal field, in the privacy field, and in the cybersecurity field, that that you know a, a group of, of individuals like that ought to be able to say, yep, this is there's no risk here. You should be able to be able to you should be able to move forward with this transfer. So again, within this ethics commerce protocol, you would have this informed consent that you are presenting to the data subjects now. This again goes back to the volume of processing question though, whereby let's say you're doing uh, interviews with 10 data subjects, you most likely will be able to rely on express consent. However, uh, if you were dealing with a thousand um, part, uh, research participants, then that volume of processing threshold may be met and then you may need to default to the more legal contractual measures that we're now being faced with. So there, there are things that we can do as individuals and then institutionally that we have to be conscious of when, we, when we're engaging with these agreements. 